Many of us who are listening today have not been uh, captive or imprisoned on a natural sense, but many, many times we've been very much captive, held captive actually, uh, by our emotions, by feelings, and by situations that we have faced, our environment, etc. But today we're going to talk about what is it like to be out of captivity? What is it like to be set free from captivity? And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So join us today on Encountering God. Hi, and welcome to Encountering God with Tom and Sarah. I'm your host, Tom and Sarah. And today, um, just want to let you know that we have some projects going. And if you want to give into this ministry, you're more than welcome to. Uh, You can go to paypal.me forward slash T and Sarah. You can go to Cash App and have the dollar sign Tom and Sarah. Or you can go to Venmo and the at sign Tom dash and Sarah. We have some books we need to get published. We have some trips we need to go on. And we also have a radio station that we're planning on starting. God bless you. If you'd like to contact us in any way, feel free. You go to Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com. Well, God bless you guys. Enjoy today's message. I'm going to let you know, too, that we're working on our website to get that out. Um... Still waiting for the finances to get to the uh, to get the book published uh, called My Journey to Soul Health, and um, so depending on that, and then I have another book that's I want to have come out at the end of the year called um, yeah just called The Secret Place, and we're going to talk in that book we're going to talk about as we talked about on my podcast um, to you know we're going to talk about the the secret place of the Lord, and that's what we're going to be doing. So again. Going to be going to France coming up here uh, in in April, um, and then uh, May. Uh, hopefully, I'll be back. Um, you know, I don't I don't necessarily think that the coronavirus. Um, um, I want to say pandemic, but I don't know if it's just a thing or if it's blown out of proportion. It doesn't really matter uh, because, as John G. Lake said. Um, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. The law of the spirit of life and peace in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. And, and we know too that um, as he was in South Africa, he would he would have uh, drops of the bubonic plague from different um, you know people who had it, people who had died recently, people who had died before. And as long as the plague was still alive, uh, he had it in his hands, put it under a microscope, and they noticed that the uh, that the plague died in his hands. And um, so uh, we can either live in fear or we can live in faith. And that's that's really the option that we have. I kind of feel like here at Bethel, when we went through, um, uh, we had a, a death of a of a person of a child here uh, of one of our worship leaders. And, and we really went after the resurrection of the dead. How much more should we go after the healing of the Lord and the freedom from this plague in the Lord? Um, you know, and, and we have the authority, we have the authority, uh, in faith because we trust the one who is faithful that we can actually pray for people who have the flu, have the virus, have a cold, have a broken leg, have died. You know, we have that commission to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to open the blind eyes. Um, to set captives free, 
and, um, and then go from there. Now, that is what we're going to talk about today is setting captives free. So if you want to go with me to Isaiah, the, the 55th chapter, Isaiah 55, and um, we're going to go to verse 11, uh, just so that uh, we're going to go back and get some context in this thing. It says, um, <clears throat> it says, uh, so that, are you there yet? Isaiah 55, verse 11. I'm reading out of the Passion Translation, so I'm only going to be doing the Passion Translation today uh, unless the Lord brings another verse to mind that the Passion hasn't been translated in yet. Okay, so he says in verse 11, So also will be the word that I speak. It does not return to me unfulfilled. My word performs my purpose and fulfills the mission I sent it out to accomplish. Okay, now, in context, God word, God's word is his promise. Okay, God's word is his promise. Uh, and he promises to show love, compassion, and forgiveness to everyone that, turn, uh, that turns and repents. Uh, it's the same idea that's used, or it's the same uh, in the Hebrew and Aramaic translations. It's the same as when Mary was, um, was impregnated by the Holy Spirit and and she said um and 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 the angel said to her god's word is able to accomplish what it set out to do and it has the ability to perform what its intentions were and so that's what uh that's where we're at right now so in verse 11 it doesn't return empty it doesn't return um like you know you're taking a pail out and you're and you're giving out the pail but it doesn't this pail does not return empty it still has um, it, it has fulfilled efforts or it has the fulfillment of those words brought into it. And then, so now verse 12, for you will leave your exile with joy. I love it. You will leave your exile with joy and be led home wrapped in peace. The mountains and the hills in front of you will burst into singing and the trees of the field will applaud. Cypress trees will flourish where there were only thorns and myrtle trees instead of nettles. These will stand as a testimony to Yahweh's renown, everlasting signs that will not be cut off. We shall go out with joy and be led forth in peace. And the mountains and the hills will bow down before you, like it, it, uh, as, as some translations say. I want to go to Romans 14, 17. We're going to go to Romans 14, 17 first. And I want to read this uh, this verse to you. And he says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of rules about food and drink, but it is the realm of the Holy Spirit, filled with righteousness, peace, and joy. Serving the Anointed One by walking in these kingdom realities pleases God and earns the respect of others. And then um, we want to go to Romans chapter 8, verse 14. I love the book of Romans too. Romans 8.14 says, The mature children of God are those who are moved by the Holy Spirit and you did not receive the spirit of religious duty leading you back in the fear of never being good enough, but you've received the spirit of full adoption. Everybody say full adoption. So the kingdom of God here and what he's talking about is that when we are free, we are free by the word. Remember, the Bible says, Jesus said this, that the truth shall make you free. The truth shall make you free. And so if you understand that the truth of God, the Bible, the word of God, the rhema word of God is truth, and it sets you free. 
Okay, you got that? It sets you free. And that's the big part about all of this. And I feel like you need to know that um, <clears throat> that the more you get into the word, the more you understand his word, and the more you are able to walk in the truth. Remember, there's a bunch of lies that hit you every day. Like, uh, like, like some of the lies is like, uh, I don't have the strength to make it today. Well, actually, you do. That's a lie from the enemy to get you to, uh, or it's even a lie from yourself um, to, to get you to not do something or get to get you to not be who you are. I don't have it in me to be a powerful person. Of course you have it in you because if you're a believer, you have Christ in you. And the Bible says it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. And so you have the life of Christ in you. And so I want to, I want to recognize some things today uh, that are so important. And actually let's read Hebrews chapter 11 as well. Hebrews 11, 11 in the Passion Translation. I just love how it's translated here. Obviously, I didn't mark that one, but it's it's all good. Hebrews eleven eleven, just a tremendous, uh, tremendous verse for all of us. Now you remember when Sarah, uh, she had laughed when uh, when when they talked about Isaac that Isaac would be born of her. She laughed because she was uh, she was uh, old at the time and she couldn't do it. And then um, all of a sudden here, um, and this is how God saw her. Okay, it talks in, talking about Abraham first, in verse 10, as, as his eyes of faith were set on the city with unshakable foundations, whose architect and builder is God himself. Now, here's verse 11. Sarah's faith embraced, embraced God's miracle power to conceive, even though she was barren and was past the age of childbearing. For the authority of her faith, I love this, for the authority of her faith rested in the one who made the promise. And she tapped into his faithfulness. Now, um, <clears throat> you have to recognize that Sarah had this thing about her where, uh, yeah, she did laugh and she didn't really believe at the beginning. But God, who is the author and perfecter of her faith, came out and finished her faith, completed it and made it to be authority for her. That, that uh, it was the authority of faith in the one who promised. It wasn't in her faith. She didn't have faith for it. She was past childbearing years. And God had given her the ability to, uh, to, to conceive, even though she was unable to conceive. God gave her that ability. She had a son. They named him Isaac. And, um, and you know the story. But she tapped into God's faithfulness. It's not faith in your faith. It's faith in the one who is ever faithful. You tap into his faithfulness. If we are faithless, he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. Okay? It's all about faith. Faith, um, faith just believing that God can do it. Now, I, you know, even though I, um, I've heard of people who have raised people from the dead, um, David Hogue, all these guys, um, <clears throat> David Hogan, he, he, he led, I think he raised 500 people to the, uh, from the dead so far. Okay. I have prayed for one person to be raised from the dead. All right. And that person, uh, stayed dead. And it's just, you know, it is what it is. Um, but it doesn't hinder me from going after more. Okay. Now I want to talk about this captivity thing. I mean, I got on a rabbit trail there, but I want to come back to captivity. Okay. 
This is what happens when we are uh, emotionally bound. Now, one of my mom's favorite non-Bible verses was, God helps those who help themselves, okay? And, um, and I, in my experience, in my 47 years currently, uh, 47 and a half years of salvation and being saved, I have found that God helps you when you can't help yourself. If, if, if you can help yourself, why in the world would you need God? But God wants us to step into things and, and, and walk in favor and walk in life. You will be led out with joy, brought forth, you know, with, with wraparound peace. You're going to have this peace wrapped around you and you're going to be led forth with joy. And the mountains and the hills are going to dance. They're just going to dance. And, and you have to see this. Okay. You have been through things. Okay. Isaiah 60. One, Isaiah 61 says, uh, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And I'm saying this personally because it's one of the commissions that I have. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, uh, to set the captives free, okay, to set the prisoner free, to open up blind eyes, all that. He set the captives free. That's my job is to set captives free. So that's what I do all day long. There are believers that are captive. They're held captive to their past. They're held captive to injuries emotionally. They're held captive to trauma that has happened to them prior. And God wants to set them free from all of those things. Do you want to be set free today? That's what you have to do. You have to go into that realm. Um, I'm feeling like um, people tie themselves up because of their environment, because of their their, their past. you know, I, I hear people say all the time, this is my lot in life. Well, if your lot in life right now is, if, you're, if, the, if the place you are in right now is not a place of abundance, a place of joy, a place of peace, it's not your lot in life. God has more. The Bible says that, Jesus, that the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but Jesus came that you might have life and have it abundantly. Now, if you're not living in abundance, and I'm not just talking about money, I'm talking about life in general. If you don't have favor, if you don't, I mean, like, yeah, there may be things that you need to change in your life. There may be um, patterns of, of, of living that you need to change in your life. I get that. Um, we all have those. And God is just saying, hey, listen, come on, man. Come on. Let's get this thing right. Let's do this correctly. Okay. God is doing some major things in your life and he wants to set the captive free. Are you willing to be set free today? Do you want to be set free today? That's another question. Do you want to be set free today? I went through a season of depression and and just a couple of years ago. You know, and, and in fact, one of the verses that the devil lied to me about, I mean, even though it's in the Bible, the devil lied to me about it. He says, even what he has will be taken away from him. Okay? Even what he has will be taken away from him. That's not, the, that's not what God is seeking for you. God is seeking for you. Let's talk about this for a second. Do you remember the story of, um, it was the parable that Jesus said about the, the, the man who was uh, going out of town and he gave talents, uh, to, five talents to one guy, two talents to another and one talent to another guy, and um, and, he, and he and he went away, and he came back to make a uh, uh, to collect his accounts, and um, it was cool. But 
what ended up happening was that there was um, one guy goes out, he, he, he trades his five and gets five more. Okay, and he brings it to the to the uh, to the landowner or the or the person, and he says, uh, you know, he says, "Well done, my good and faithful servant. Uh, you you have been faithful with little. Uh, you know, I will put you in charge with much." And he and he walked away with his ten talents. And then he had the guy with two, and he says, "Look, master, your your two talents have gotten me two more." And he says, "Well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a little bit. I'll give. I'll put you in charge of. I will put you in charge of more of much." And, and the guy was like all excited about that. He walks away. And then he comes to the guy with the one talent. And he says, okay. So he, 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 he uh, finalizes the accounts. And he tells, the, and, the, and the guy says, I know that you are a hard man, sowing where you have, I mean, reaping where you have not sown. And, uh, you know, so what I did was I took your talent and I hid it in the ground. And here it is. Here's your talent. And he calls him a wicked and lazy slave. And then he says, take from what he has and give to the man who has the most, because even what he has will be taken away from him. But here's what he said, and, and this is the thing that I want to I point out. He calls him a wicked and lazy slave. Now, I want to I go on a limb here and just say, if that man had, um, let, let's say this servant went out and he went to trade that one talent and lost it, lost everything. You know, let's say, let's say he went to trade it and it didn't return anything, and in fact, he lost that one talent. I believe that that man would say, okay, all right, you learned, um, you know, uh, you, you, you tried, and that's, that's what we can do. So here, here's another talent. Let's go try it this way. And, 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 uh, and at least talk to him. I don't think he would have called him a wicked and lazy slave. He just didn't want to go out and do it. Um, you know, I remember uh, back in the day, I was, uh, you know, I don't like doing sales. I mean, I really don't like doing sales. It's just, you know, for me, it's a pressure thing and I don't like to do it. Okay. Um, but here's the, here's the deal. Um, a lot of, you know, I, I worked selling vacuum cleaners door to door. That's the hardest job I ever had selling vacuum cleaners door to door. You knock on the door, you're talking about $1,500 vacuum cleaners. Okay. And, and you're trying to sell them door to door and you go through days when you don't get anything. And um, then you go through days when you get one and you're all happy about it. OK, so, you know, I was like, man, this is just hard. And, and, and I knew that I wasn't built for sales. It wasn't something that was burning in my heart. Uh, it wasn't something that I really wanted to do. However, it did get me to meet people. And that was the big thing. And I got to meet people. Uh, I got to be friendly to people and learn. And one of the things I learned in that was that I don't have any people that I don't talk to. I mean, literally, I may not have met people before, but they become like, you know, I, I talk to them as if we've been friends for years. It, it's it's made it very easy for me to do that. So it did have a, um, what do you call it? It did have a, a purpose for me. Um, you know, and then of course, later on in the 90s, I was working at a bottled water company. Uh, and I had to sell bottled water door to door, and I was so sheepish about it. Uh, but it turned out to be uh, one of the easiest jobs I had, and uh, where, where we made um, a lot of money. So I mean, like it wasn't the sales job; it was like it was my heart's desire. Now I still did not have a heart to do door to door sales, but this gave me an opportunity to pray for people, um, to to you know to to uh, if I can say uh, counsel people, pastor people into the kingdom. And, uh, and, and a friend of mine and I, we, we, we did it together. 
And, um, and we had a chance to minister to a lot of people. For some reason, it was closing the sale that was my issue. And that was it. Um, this was before the book, The Art of the, the, Art of, the uh, of the Deal. That I, I didn't read that book. But, you know, anyway. Um, excuse me for a moment. <coughs> so, thank you. So, um, so just recognize that, that we are in a situation where you're going to meet people every day who are held captive by something. They're held captive by something. They're afraid of something. They may have to do things that they don't want to do um, in life. They may have to, you know, I'll just throw something out there. They may have to work at Walmart. They may have to work at Winco. They may have to do, um, you know, house cleaning. It doesn't matter what they have to do, you know, but sometimes God puts those things in there. And it wasn't these sales positions that I had where God showed me favor. I was faithful in the little things. And he put me in charge of much. Now I've been I've been to Europe, uh, Eastern Europe, at the fall of the uh, of the Russian um, uh, Soviet Union, and um, you know so I was there and, during that time and uh, and and helped you know helped the YWAM base be built. Uh, went through YWAM myself, so it was kind of cool. And um, you know, and I wouldn't have been able to do it if I hadn't been faithful in the little things. And, and God was able to move me, and at that time my family, to, to uh, Eastern Europe, to Latvia. What a lovely place, too. Um, so anyway, I'm going to stop here because uh, I've probably talked a lot. But um, just know that, that you were going to be led out with joy. Okay, It's not going to be something that's going to be hard. God's taking you out of your captivity today. Whatever you're captive to, are you captive to fear? Are you captive to... Um, emotional trauma? Are you captive to physical trauma? Um, are you captive, you know, to, to prejudices? Are you captive to bigotries? I don't know what you're captive to, but God wants to set you free. And his word is the word that sets you free. He comes with a word. God comes with a word. And his word will set you free. Amen. Well, God bless you guys. Today uh, is Friday. So, um, you know, most churches are gone, uh, are not doing anything on Sunday. So I will be, um, I'll, I'll be doing um, like some worship and, and stuff, uh, you know, on my Facebook Live page or my P- Facebook Live on my page there. Um, and so you can watch it there. I'll probably do it on my Instagram account, the at and Sarah Tom. I'll be doing a live uh, with worship there for probably the next couple of days uh, as well. So you can, uh, you can go ahead and do that. Again, if you want to donate into this ministry, um, we, we have PayPal, paypal.me forward slash T and Sarah. Uh, we have the Cash App, which is the dollar sign Tom and Sarah. And we have the Venmo, which is the at sign Tom dash and Sarah. Well, God bless you guys. You have a great day and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.